Hey guys, it's Keon, and today I'm going to be talking about UFC 280 because this card looks absolutely incredible. When they announced the main event, of course, I was very excited, but then they started announcing fight after fight, and each one just excited me even more, and I wanted to just talk about this. I usually don't make a video about a UFC event prior to it happening, but this one is just too good not to talk about, so let's get to it. The main event, of course, is between Charles Oliveira and Islam Makhachev for the vacant lightweight championship. The belt was stripped from former champion Charles Oliveira before fighting Justin Gaethje. And of course, this had a lot of controversy for Charles to lose his belt over missing weight by only 0.5 pounds. But despite all of this, Charles put on an amazing performance as he finished Justin in the first round with a rear naked choke. Despite the adversity he faced in this fight, people were very excited about Charles and believed that he was still the champion. So if anything, he is the uncrowned champion of the lightweight division right now. And his next fight is going to be against someone that many believe will be his toughest test in a title fight. And that's against Islam Makhachev, the fighter from Dagestan who trains with some of the greats. And of course, that includes former UFC lightweight champion Habib Nurmagomedov. And very similar to Habib, Islam has looked so dominant. Despite that one defeat at UFC 190, against Adriano Martens, Islam has dominated all of his opponents. He is currently on a 10-fight win streak, and even though none of these wins were against any fighter in the top 5, I truly believe that Islam doesn't have to prove anything more in order for him to fight for the title, especially when we consider that there really isn't that many other options besides him right now. Let me rephrase that, exciting options. Because yes, I admit, I would have loved to see Islam fight someone in the top 5 before getting the this title fight, but even without it, we know how good this guy is. His wrestling is some of the best in the UFC right now, and that's why he's such an exciting matchup for Charles Oliveira, because when it goes to the ground, it's a matter of who's going to control the action there. Will it be Islam with his wrestling, or will it be Charles with his Brazilian jiu-jitsu? And then on the feet, what's gonna happen there? Islam is very good with pressing forward as he's looking to get close and try to bring the fight down. He is also very tough and has proven that he has that one-shot knockout power, but he has also been dropped and finished himself. But of course, that was long ago. And Charles, he has quickly developed a reputation as a hard hitter and overall a very good striker. But at the same time, in his past three fights, he has gotten caught. So who knows, maybe Islam would be able to catch him. There are so many questions surrounding this fight, and that's why I believe it's the most intriguing matchup the UFC can make right now. And now that it's officially set for UFC 280, I am very excited for it, and I just hope that the MMA gods keeps it together and we don't have another Tony vs. Habib. I feel like I'm jinxing it by saying that, but I'm almost scared to bring my hopes up for this fight because it just seems too good to be true. So my pessimistic mind believes that something will delay it. But hopefully, not. I really want to see this fight as soon as possible. Now, another fight that was announced to be on this card is one between UFC bantamweight champion Aljamain Sterling going up against former UFC bantamweight champion TJ Dillashaw. And this too is also a very interesting matchup. 
we got Aljamain Sterling, who is coming off a second win against Piotr Jan, which was huge for him, as many believed Piotr was the real champion for a long time until Aljo defeated him in that second fight. And Aljamain looked very good as he showed how strong his wrestling and jiu-jitsu is. By the end, he won by split decision to retain his bantamweight championship, and now he's going to be defending it against TJ Dillashaw, who, like I said, was the former bantamweight champion, but his legacy took a huge hit when he tested positive for EPO in his fight against flyweight champion Henry Cejudo. And because of this, TJ's belt was stripped and he was suspended for two years. And it really seemed like it was the end of TJ after that. But then he came back in July of 2021 to fight Corey Sandhagen. And after a five round back and forth war, TJ won by split decision. And despite this result being controversial, it was still a huge win for TJ after two years. And it really showed that he was still capable of fighting the top guys. So TJ was back and with Aljamain calling him out at UFC 273 in his post-fight interview, the UFC has officially set it up for UFC 280. And honestly, this is a hard fight to make a pick for. Because as great as Aljamain's wrestling and jiu-jitsu is, TJ is also pretty good on the ground. And on the feet, I think he has the edge. But at the same time, Aljamain is the younger fighter and he has a lot of momentum behind him right now. So I could see this fight being very competitive and that's why it would make a great co-main event. Now another fight I wanted to talk about is Benil Dariush fighting Matosh Gamrot. A lightweight bout which has a lot of title implications surrounding it. And do I think the winner will fight for the title? Not necessarily, but it would definitely get them that much closer. And hey, who knows? Maybe it will get them to a title fight, especially if the winner puts on a very dominant performance. And what am I saying? I think the winner between these two should fight for the title next. Because we have Benil Dariush, who looked to be on his way of doing that, and was supposed to fight Islam Makashev for what I assume to be the number one contender spot. But then Benil pulled out due to injury, and that fight never happened. And this really affected Benil. It really slowed down his momentum, because not only was he away from the cage for a long time, but I also feel like a lot of people have forgotten about him. But now he's coming back, and although I believe he should have been fighting someone in the top five, he's going to be fighting Matosh Gamrot, who is number nine in the rankings. And Matosh is coming off a huge win against Armin Sarukian back in June, blew up his career big time. This win helped him get into the mix at the top of the lightweight division. For him to be fighting Benil Dariush is a huge step up. But in my opinion, it looks like he has the skills to make it a competitive fight. Of course, Benil is going to be his toughest test so far in the UFC, as Benil has been in the UFC for a long time. But who knows how this injury has affected him, and who knows how he's going to look when he comes back. Maybe he'll no longer be the same fighter because of this injury and because of ring rust. But Benil is one of my favorite fighters, and despite his momentum not being at the greatest level right now, I definitely will be rooting for him in this fight, but look, I wouldn't be surprised if Matosh takes it. Now let's talk about Bilal Muhammad versus Sean Brady. And I actually wanted to make an entire video just talking about Bilal 
Muhammad taking this fight because huge respect to him for doing this. He really should be fighting someone ranked in the top five at this point, but he is taking this fight against Sean Brady, who is one of the scariest prospects at 170 right now. Nobody wants to fight this guy right now because he is a huge threat. So respect to Bilal for taking this fight, especially in a time when fighters are very picky in regards to what will be the best matchup for them. For Bilal, it doesn't matter. And look, we should have expected this because he wasn't afraid to call out Hamzat. And in my opinion, that matchup with Hamzat makes way more sense than Hamzat versus Nate Diaz. But of course, Bilal isn't the biggest name, so it's going to be hard for him to get these fights. And maybe he realizes that, and because of this, he's just fighting whoever the UFC puts in front of him. Regardless, I give a lot of respect to him for doing that, because like I said, Sean Brady is a very dangerous fighter, especially with his jiu-jitsu. But Bilal is also strong when the action goes to the ground, which a lot of people aren't usually fans of. And I'm not going to lie, this fight, although matchup-wise is very intriguing, I could totally see it becoming a boring fight. But then at the same time, I could also see it being very competitive and therefore a fun fight. Regardless, I really like this matchup and I'm looking forward to it. And honestly, it's really hard to make a pick for this one. The next fight I want to talk about is one between former UFC bantamweight champion Piotr Jan and rising prospect Sean O'Malley. And man, when they announced this fight, I was shocked. One, I didn't think Piotr would be fighting someone ranked this below him. After all, Sean is number 13 in the rankings. Secondly, I didn't think Sean would be able to get this high of a ranked fighter after his fight with Pedro Munoz back at UFC 276, which ended in a no contest after Sean accidentally eye-poked Pedro. Because I even made a video about this. I said the highest I could see the UFC giving Sean in regards to a next opponent would have to be someone between 10 and 6. So I recommended Rob Font. But Sean is making a huge jump from that by not only fighting a top 5 guy, but also the number 1 ranked bantamweight in the UFC right now. And look, even though Piotr's momentum is not at a high right now, he is still a very dangerous fighter, and many people have argued that he won that second fight against Aljo. So there is no doubt that he is still a championship level fighter. And for some people, they're saying this is too much too soon for Sean. And I kind of feel that way because we still don't know if he's able to get past someone in the top 10, like a Pedro Munoz. Because some people were saying that Sean was losing that fight against Pedro before it got stopped. And now we're going to be putting him against the former UFC bantamweight champion. It may be a little bit too much too soon. But at the same time, this fight excites me. Because I feel like if any fighter was to be able to get this done, it would be Sean O'Malley. And think about it, if he wins this fight, he will be an even bigger star than he already is. Because now he'll have that respect in the cage that he's been longing for. And obviously people respect him as a fighter right now, but for someone to defeat Piotr Jan at this point would be huge. And will immediately put that fighter into the top of the mix. So this is a huge fight for Sean, and if he wins, a lot will change in the bantamweight division. And that's why I also have to give respect to Piotr for taking this one. He easily could have fought someone in the top five right now, but he's taking this fight against Sean O'Malley, who is a dangerous fighter and also has a lot of hype behind him right now. And if Piotr was to lose to him, it would take a huge hit on his career, which is why I'm impressed that he's taking this fight, because the risk is high and the reward is low, because if he beats Sean O'Malley, that should be expected. So if anything, if he really wants to make this fight worth his while, he's going to have to put on 
on a statement performance to show that he is still one of the best at bantamweight and he is not going anywhere yet. And look, I'm going to be picking Piotr for this fight, but like I said, if anyone was to make this huge jump and win, it would be Sean O'Malley. And that's why I'm so excited for this card, because many of these matchups are very close and could go to either fighter. Aside from Piotr versus Sean, which has the potential for an upset, all these other matchups are tough to make a pick for. So if I were to do it now, it definitely wouldn't be done in confidence. And of course, there are other fights I did not talk about in this video that also excite me. But for now, these five matchups, which I assume to be the five on the pay-per-view card, are elite. And although this UFC 280 card doesn't look complete yet, it's already on a good start. And I just hope nothing happens to affect it. But what do you think? What's your favorite fight on this UFC 280 card? And how do you predict it will play out? But that's a lot for now, so I'll see you in my next one.